Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello and good afternoon. This is a beautiful Wednesday here in Tallahassee, Florida. I'm so excited that you could join me for today's show. Uh, my show is called The Success Design, and I am your host, Beth Schenkel Anderson. Uh, this is a show where I interview extraordinary individuals and learn how they successfully design their lives. Um, I, I'm really excited about today's guest because she is truly an extraordinary individual. I've had the opportunity to speak to her uh, on a couple of occasions now, and she is truly uh, America's beauty queen, as I would call her. She is Mrs. America 2011, April Lafriu. Um, and let me tell you a little bit about April before I put her on the air. Um, she's a crown crusader. She's the newly crowned Mrs. America, and she's not your typical beauty queen. She is a multitasking, which she will attest to today, um, once I put her on the air, because I, I've actually caught her multitasking in a very efficient way. Uh, she's a multitasking 42-year-old mother of three. She's a wife, a business owner, a dental hygienist, and model who advocates tirelessly for the visually impaired. She is also the president for the Tampa Bay chapter for the Foundation for Fighting Blindness. She wears many hats, including her absolutely stunning and beautiful tiara as Mrs. America. So let me put her on the air. Here she is. This is April Lafriu. Hi, April. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fabulous. It's a beautiful day, and it's a beautiful day to have you on the radio. Well, thank you. I am very grateful for being on your show. Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. It's a, it's my it's my pleasure and my honor. That, I mean, I'm hosting Mrs. America. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I like you. You you like went all the way. <laughs> yeah, and you know you're right. I'm definitely multitasking at the moment. I have my little one with me, and to keep her nice and happy, I'm in the McDonald's line picking up <laughs> her, her Happy Meal at the moment. So. Exactly. That's the beauty of this show is you can call in from anywhere and talk about anything, and you don't have to be worried about being in a studio and all that stuff. You can you can be feeding your daughter while talking to me. <laughs> exactly. You caught me in action at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A beauty queen in action. Absolutely. <laughs> so, well, thank um, you once again. Absolutely. So um, is there anything you'd like to start off by telling us anything I've missed in your introduction or anything that, that you'd like to talk about to start off with? Well, I mean, first and foremost, just being so honored being crowned Mrs. America. Um, from the moment I was crowned, I haven't stopped. Um, the next morning I had a radio interview, so you could see from then I've been doing a lot of media um, from radio interviews, I've been doing a lot of uh, magazine articles. Um, just last week, my family and I were approached by PBS, and mm -hmm. that was just a, a huge, exciting ex um, experience. Um, and they did six hours of filming with us, and they're going to be airing all the wonderful things about our family in August for a segment called Smart Health. And I have some up-and-coming travel arrangements, and in the work, so it's been spectacular. The whole goal of me competing was to spread the awareness for the Foundation Fighting Blindness, for RP, which is retinitis pigmentosa, the disease that we're affected with, and um, it's absolutely working. So very, very grateful. 
Yeah, I read on Facebook about your uh, your PBS adventure. Um, and that you know that you were approached by them. And did you did you talk about RP, the retin retinitis pigmentosa? Was that sort of the they, aim of that? Yeah, the whole aim because it is a a health segment. Their complete aim was in relation to anything health-wise, and because we have this disease, they really focus on our family history and, you know, who was the first person to be diagnosed. And I told them about my sister back in 1989 and all the signs and the symptoms and how the family reacted to it and um, how we got involved with the foundation. I mean, it was a true storyline from 1989 all the way to present. Um, so, yeah, it was really spectacular. And it was a last-minute offer, too, because I got the call on a Thursday at uh, 4 p.m., and they wanted to shoot the next day. So you, you got to be on your up and up. And the kids were wonderful and enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a last-minute blessing that I'm so thankful for. Wow. So you got to, you're going to get to share your story with a very broad audience. Uh, with the a PBS very broad audience. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> that's, that's tremendous. So, so for the listeners that don't know, what is RP or retinitis pigmentosa? Yes, retinitis pigmentosa is a genetic disorder, and it's a retinal degenerative eye disease. Um, depending on what age you're diagnosed, there's certain there are different ages anybody could be diagnosed with. But the first signs and symptoms of RP, RP is short for retinitis pigmentosa are problems really at nighttime. You have a lot of uh, night blindness issues, death perception at night, and then your peripheral is the first area to be affected. So it's kind of like a tunnel vision, and as you progress, the peripheral becomes, you know, the field becomes smaller and smaller, and then you're with your central vision. Um, and then there's cases where the central is effective as well as the peripheral. Um, I met people with both, so it's a broad, broad disease, and, you know, the, the sad story of it, it, it robs you of your vision, and, mm. you know, our families dealt with this for such a long time. I was 19 when my sister was diagnosed, and my sister was 21, and back in the day, they didn't really have all the progression that, and techniques and the information that they have these these days, and I'll never forget the day that we found out she had RP. Um, I mean, the first thing they said is she's going to go blind. And to be mm. hit with words like that is, is so traumatic. Um, I was so devastated. I couldn't go to work that day. I was working as a cashier for Winn-Dixie. And I called in sick, and I just stayed home with my sister, and we just hugged each other and cried because it, it sounded like a death sentence. Mm-hmm. And Luckily, you know, she's 43 now, and it has progressed, but it's a progressive disease. Some people progress so much quicker, and we're thankful that hers has been a slow progression, but she has areas that she's truly compromised now at her age. So to to relive that again and be a mom and have these two beautiful kids and to go through that all over again, let me tell you, it didn't compare to how I reacted with my sister. It was just undescribable. And mm. I I knew in my heart I saw these different symptoms going on, especially with my son, because males tend to progress quicker than females. It's just all because of genetics with the XY chromosome. And 
We had to make special arrangements to Shans in Jacksonville, which they don't see children, and they made a special arrangement on our behalf because of all the work I was doing with the Foundation Fighting Blindness, and I got involved with the Foundation to support my sister. And, you know, I never forget the drive going there. I kept praying and praying, oh, please, you know, please let it just be something else. And when we arrived, we were there all day, about eight hours of doing testing, and my kids were just so superb, never complained or anything that day. And um, they basically start with the news with me, which was just so ironic. My kids are in all these different rooms getting tested from one different field measurement of the eye to another. I mean, I can't even tell you the names of the tests. There were just so many. But the doctor decided to put me in the chair. And I was like, well, it's not about me. It's about my kids, you know. And Mm -hmm. he goes, no, I need you in the chair because it's definitely coming from your genetic side. You're like it. I'll never forget he referred me as the index card. And I went, okay. So I get in the chair, and he's examining me, and he's quiet. And it was just so still and quiet. I just, I I had that gut feeling. And he looked at me dead in the eyes. He goes, do you realize you have cataracts? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So when he said that, I went, what? And I knew my vision was having some impairment at night. Um, But I just thought it was old age. You know, I'm I'm 40, and, you know, things fall apart on you when you you hit a certain age. But um, as soon as he said that, before he even actually told me about my kids, I knew it. I just absolutely knew it, and I busted out in tears, and it was, it was just a really hard time in my life to get my composure. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, he went through all the genetics and and did, you know, specifically say that all three of us had RP. And mm-hmm. I'll never forget the drive home. We were just completely quiet, you know. What do you say? And trying to hold my composure for my kids because i got to stay strong for them. And... Um, it, it took it took a couple of weeks for it to really sink in, and I was just so distraught, and I just prayed really hard. And I said, you know, God, I've been helping my sister and all these other people, raising money tirelessly for the foundation. Um, tell me what to do. And mm-hmm. it was just shortly, three months later, after we were all diagnosed, I decided to go back to pageantry, something I did in the past, and I knew so much of the um, reaction, you know, it opens many doors. And I said, i got to do this. And and that's what I did. I, I entered the Miss of Florida America pageant, and it was three months later, so it was May of 2010. And I didn't win, but it was a great experience. I got second runner-up. And I wasn't sure if I was going to go back and compete again because it's a lot of work. And, um, you know, I was just trying to think of different avenues to open the doors, and the number one reason why I went back, and I thank this person to this very day, um, I had gotten an anonymous Facebook message from someone that was there at the pageant and had all the inside look of the contestants and knew how well they did an interview and so forth, and he sent me a message on Facebook, and he says, April, you have to come back and compete last year, I mean, for next year. He goes, I know you only had two weeks to prepare, and I did. I I, I flew in the pageant two weeks before my first time, 
And he goes, come back. You blew the judges away with your interview and your compelling story. Please mm-hmm. come back. So I went back February 2011, and I was ready to go. I was on fire. And mm-hmm. um, I went. I, I, entered to, I entered to win, and I did that never, ever thinking in a million years I would win the national crown. I mean, I had my eyes set on it. But when you arrive at Mrs. America and you see all these beautiful women and all their stories, I mean, it could have been anyone's ticket. But, um, you know, God already had a plan for me, and um, I'm taking the road. Right. (laughs) I'm doing all I can do. Well, since I talked to you, um, you and I talked, you know, one-on-one a few weeks ago, um, I just haven't been able to stop thinking about your story. Um, it is truly compelling. I uh, I told my husband, um, he actually has macular degeneration in his family, um, wow. which I don't know if that's any any way any way related to uh, RP, but it was his grandfather. He was quite elderly, so um, it's not something that happened early in his life, but. But still, um, he had to give up a lot of his life, you know, the things in his life that he enjoyed doing because of it. And, um, you know, I told my husband about your children. I just haven't been able to stop thinking about you and your children. Um, So, you know, this isn't just the beauty pageant. I mean, sure, beauty pageants are fun. You know, you get to look very beautiful and (laughs) get up there and, and, you know, get to... To to work it and have fun, but but when it comes exactly. down when it comes down to it, when you I think in the Mrs. pageants especially, um, when you you know show yourself as a, a mother and uh, you know a mother who's struggling to do the best by her kids, um, it's just it's just a truly compelling story, and I'm sure that every single judge you've talked to that that stayed with them. Because I know it stayed with me, you know, just talking to you for, you know, 15 or 20 minutes. Because I, you know, I had never heard of RP until I talked to you. Um, and once I heard about um, how, um, well, just plain horrible it really is, um, I uh, I was just completely moved. So just, well, just so you know thank that. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, in reference to the macular degeneration, yes, it does affect so many million of the elderly and the foundation fighting blindness, um, that is one of the diseases that we do fund for research. And it actually, macular gets actually priority out of all the retinal degenerative eye diseases because it affects a high population of the elderly. So mm-hmm. it's completely linked in respect to what I'm doing, and we're hoping whatever cures we find with macular, which we have some treatments for wet macular, um, you know, that it will cross over and we would get something out of it for RP or ushers or star guards. Those are the other retinal degenerative eye diseases that we actually fund for. And the Foundation Fighting Blindness is the largest um, research agency to fund all these universities and these different clinical trials. Um, we get help from the National Institute of Health as well, but the Foundation Fighting Blindness is a huge part all the progress it's made thus far. So I'm really proud to be a part of their family. And and you're the chapter president, is that correct? I am, I am. When we started the foundation, um, the reason why we got involved because my sister needed some kind of support. And um, so when we found out that Tampa, and Tampa's a big city in the state of Florida, that there wasn't anything for a support group for people that are losing their vision, we just stepped up to the plate and 
it took us a year of planning and meeting people and organizing, but we had our first vision walk in 2008, and now we're going on our fourth vision walk. But right after the first vision walk in 2008 um, is when we formed our chapter, and I went ahead and decided to be the president, and I've been the president so far. And it's been a real honor, um, especially meeting every all the other people that are affected that you had no idea that were right here in your backyard. And um, it's just a great way to share our stories and to comfort one another. And I met so many inspirational people that are actually legally blind or completely blind. And surrounding myself around them is what gives me hope and inspiration. And, and that's what I want to transgress onto my children, that as they do lose their vision at whatever age in their life, um, you know, that they can live a successful life. And that's what the whole meaning is, is you can be successful, do whatever your heart desires, don't let anything stand in your way. Um, So I think being a strong advocate for them and being a role model in respect to my children is is truly what my whole purpose is. I want to raise my children to be successful and to be happy. I think every parent has that at heart. Absolutely. Sounds like you're doing all you can do to uh to ensure that. Yeah. Ensure. Yeah. So so back so, to the pageants. How did you start in pageants? Um, I was nineteen when I did my first pageant and it, the pageant had a talent division and it was the first and only pageant I did for a talent. <laughs> I, I can sing and I can dance, it's so funny. Um I can dance at my own pace. You know, I'm right. Latina, so I have the rhythm. But don't <laughs> give me choreography because I got two left feet. And all the girls will tell you at Mrs. America, they'll they'll say, uh, Florida can't dance. And I said, that's right, I can't dance, and that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so my first pageant, I did a dance routine, and I think I made, it was so long ago, my goodness, I made uh, top ten, so I was really proud. And then I took, like, a big break, and I was watching TV. I was 23, and I saw the Miss Florida USA pageant on television. And the girl that won that year was in the very first pageant that I did, and she was very petite. And I thought, oh, you got to be a tall glamazon to enter those pageants. And when I saw her win... I said, gosh darn it, if she can win at five foot four, so can I. So I did the Miss Florida USA pageant in 93, and I made top 15, and I went back the following year and recompeted, and I got first runner-up, so I almost went to Miss USA. Oh, so, wow, that's, that's tremendous. I didn't know that. That's awesome. And yeah, I'm assuming so, you worked with, uh, with Grant Gravitt. Grant Gravit, yes, they're so yes. spectacular. So they do remember me. <laughs> oh, good, good, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I know Grant. So, I uh, I direct. Um, I I actually I did direct the um, the Tallahassee and Capital City pageant. I'm I'm going to grad school this fall, and it's just too much to do the pageants now. So um, I had to uh, to resign from the directorship of Tallahassee and Capital City. But uh, but Grant is uh, tremendous in his uh, spirit and his um, his pep. He's very uh, he's very encouraging. And uh, I hate it. I hated to have to give up the uh, the directorship, but I just can't do. I can't work on getting a PhD and doing research and you know directing pageants. So something had to give. But I, I hated. Know. 
I hated to do it, but I I, um, I will always have a special place in my heart for him and his mother, Mary Lou and Grant Sr. as well. So. Oh, yeah, they're wonderful people. But, yeah, look who's multitasking, <laughs> and you do a radio show. <laughs> I know, I have to, I have to, apparently, I, I just read a great article, which you might appreciate this. The successful people, it's not about saying yes, it's how many times they can say no. Um, and sometimes you just have to say, I can't. You know, right. I'd, lo- I'd love to, but I can't. I just, I just read a great article before I got online with you on the air, and, uh, and it was about how successful people are like, no, I'm not going to make that phone call, or no, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to take on that project, or no, I'm not going to eat that dessert. <laughs> I thought it was exactly. Really good. So I'm happy to say, <laughs> no, I can't do the directorships anymore. So it's it's sad, but it's time that I moved moved on. But anyways, go on with your story. You were first runner up to the Sport USA, which is a tremendous accomplishment. Um, congratulations. Yeah, it was. It was a great accomplishment. And but anyone that's been first runner up knows it's like the hardest position to be in because you're so close but so far. And um but it was a wonderful experience. And then I shortly after that I got married and I didn't have any idea about Mrs. Pageants. And I gave birth to my son and you know, being a wonderful mother and enjoying motherhood, and I saw this ad in the paper for um, Mrs. United, Mrs. Florida, United States, and my son was two at the time, and I said, "Oh, okay, let me enter this." And it was just for fun, and I entered, and I bombed. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't make her place anywhere, and I was so discouraged. I'm like, "Oh my goodness, what happened to the April?" So I didn't go back for many years, and I did the Mrs. Florida United States again in 06, and I made fourth runner-up. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm getting back on track. But I didn't go back to pageantry until um, really Florida America. I did one other one right in between. But it was just kind of a a warm-up pageant, and it was, like I said, it was just for fun. I was always just doing it for self-achievement. Mm-hmm. And um, the Mrs. America pageant is the premiere of all Mrs. pageants. That's the one I had set my eyes and my focus on. So when I entered the first time around last year, May, it was just all on a mission. And um, it, it paid off. And I'm just so thankful. I still look at the crown and banner, and I'm just in awe and just so honored i mean because if you think about all the thousands of women that enter every year mm-hmm. and i'm the one you know it, it's humbling it's very humbling well um i um i spoke to your most fabulous and beautiful makeup artist and stylist yesterday and let her know that you were going to be on the air carrie baker um, oh she's great hey carrie yeah, for listening <laughs> yeah she's going to be on the show i'm so excited <laughs> Um, awesome. We're gonna we're gonna she's gonna be on the show in the next couple of weeks and she wanted me to tell you hi and that she missed you. So Aww, I, I just wanna so pass and you, she, you should you should you should ask her the day I was getting my hair and makeup done, uh-huh. um you know, she was doing Mrs. Tennessee and Mrs. Mississippi. So I was in the room first, and we were all tired. We were completely exhausted. And I was like, oh, Carrie, please pack on the concealer because my eyes feel like they're bulging out of my head. (laughs) And I'm getting my hair and makeup done, and then it was their turn to sit in the chair, and 
ask her, I was out like a light with my head <laughs> hanging off the chair, rollers, my mouth open. <laughs> it wasn't a pretty sight. <laughs> you were, but she you was were, like, you're like the most relaxed contestant here. And I'm like, well, I guess, you know, I'm just, give me give me some shut eye and then I can get on stage and do what I got to do. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um, I've, I did a couple of pageants myself and they can be really exhausting and I can only imagine a national pageant on that on that stage with all those women from all over the country and with you know with celebrity hosts like uh, like Florence Henderson and and everything and um I guess I you know I didn't know you before you know before the pageant but I had read about you and knew that you were competing and Carrie had her blackberry and she was you know texting who got top 6 and who got top 3 and I just had this, I just knew it was your night, even though I didn't know anything about you, and you know, never, you know, didn't know your platform, didn't know anything. I was like, I really think Florida's going to win. It just feels right. It was just one of those <laughs> things, like you know, it was like I had this, you know, sort of ESP or something. But I just knew. I was like, man, Florida's really going to win. And, uh, and you did, and I was like, "Wow, I've got to get to know this this woman, this lady, because she just sounds amazing." And anyways, Aww. I knew I knew they were going to call your name. I don't know how, but I really I just knew it. So, what was that moment like? I mean, this is bigger than a state pageant, you know. I've I've just done a oh. state pageant. This was yeah, like yeah. I I still watch the video every now and then, um, and I I cry, I I truly cry, but. I had the, your response that you felt like I was going to win. I had so many people tell me the same thing. I had a few friends like, "Oh, April, I had a dream that you were going to win," and I'm like, "Really?" It just seemed like everything, all the stars lined up, and um, you know, God knows who's going to win from the time you're born. You know, He He knows everything. But that moment being on stage, I have to tell you. I was nervous as heck when we went out there and did the flag ceremony and the dance routine, especially the dance routine, because I didn't want to mess up. They had me in the front at one part, and I was like all jitters, and my two left feet, I didn't want to look like a klutz. But after that was over, I got this really peaceful feeling inside, and it was just so surreal. And I think it was to the fact that I did what I needed to do there. I was telling my story and anybody that wanted to hear about my family. I, I was doing everything I possibly could while I was there, and I was at peace with that. And when I made top ten, I was so ecstatic. I'm like, oh, wow, you know, that's just awesome because these women were phenomenal. They truly were. It could have been anyone's night. And as they narrowed it down to top six, I was just so ecstatic, but I was so completely calm. I think I just went through and said, okay, you know, just do what you need to do. And when they called me for top three, I went, oh, boy. <laughs> this is the make it or break it part. And i never forget Florence Henderson standing right next to me. And she's petite just like me, so, we, you know, it was really comforting. And she'll, she'll comment on the really tall, beautiful ones and the ones that are more equal to her. And she just felt like my mom standing right next to me, and um, I think it put me at peace. And when they came forth with, it wasn't even a question, it was to complete a sentence. And they said, why do we have your vote? And I'm like, oh, wow, I can take this anywhere I want. And I took it exactly where I, where I wanted to go. And 
the number one I said, the number one thing that I said was that I'm here representing a mom. It was never about me, never. So I put my kids first, and I said I'm representing a mom and all the challenges that we do face, because we face many challenges with the disease that we have, and it's the little things in life that I see as a mom. And and I said, in, in respect to any other parent that's having to deal with children with any type of disability or issue or problem, it's a challenge. It really is. And I said, if I can inspire a mom or a dad or a parent, if I can do that, being crowned Mrs. America, then I've done my job. And mm-hmm. I said a little bit more. I don't remember verbatim exactly what I said. But when I was done, I knew I nailed it. I knew I completely nailed and got my message across. Mm-hmm. And That's awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah, and when, it was, when it was just Mrs. Hawaii and I on stage, she's so beautiful. She was really the first person I met on the airport, and we just were truly good, good best friends there. And to be right there with her at the very end, it was just a compelling feeling. And her and I are staring at each other, and she's like, oh, you're going to win. I'm like, oh, no, you're going to win. I told you you were going to win. So we're just battling back and forth who was going to win. And when they called my name, I didn't know what to do. I just stood there. I think I like a deer in headlights. I was like, do I wave? <laughs> I just kept smiling. I was so overjoyed. It's a moment, unless you're there and in those particular shoes, it's a moment that in your heart forever, and you'll never, ever forget it. And I'm just so thankful, so thankful. Well, so it was the, extraordinary. I'm sure it sounds absolutely extraordinary. How did the other contestants react to your um, to your platform and your personal story? Well, um, during the 15 days there, they were just all so very touched. Um, and I I wasn't unless they approached me. Um, I didn't really like come forth and like to tell my story unless I was asked and I wore a little B pin on my sash and that was that is actually what broke the conversation when they'll say, Well what is that B pin? And the B pin is our signature pin for the Foundation Fighting Blindness and every little part of the B actually has a symbol. And they were like, Well what's that? And I'm like, Oh, well let me tell you mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's how I broke my story. And to give you a little insight on the B pin, um, it's a little jewel pin. And um, it talks about the the black on the wings of the bee actually symbolizes Mm -hmm. darkness of being blind. And then the gold on the bee actually symbolizes the brightness of seeing sight and how beautiful it is. And then the little small wings on this bee, if you really look at a bee, in retrospect, a bee shouldn't fly because the wings are so undersized, but the bee does, and so will we. And oh. then the green on the eyes is actually the the hope that we will continue to raise more money and, and to fund research. So that's what encompasses the bee, and that's how I would break my story. And they would stand there and they look at me with their mouth wide open, really? <laughs> like, And then I would say, yes, my kids are affected, and... They're losing their vision, and they would just sit there and listen. And some of them were just like, oh, my God, you know, I didn't realize how do you keep – I had so many of the girls ask me, how do you keep your composure? And and I said, um, a lot of hope, you know, that something will come through. And mm-hmm. no matter what, I love my kids dearly because they're just fantastic. And, you know, they keep me going. We keep each other up and up. 
Absolutely, absolutely. So what was your overall experience at Mrs. America? Obviously positive. You won the whole thing. <laughs> but uh, besides being really, really tired in the makeup and hair chair. <laughs> yeah, that was at the end of the day. But, you know, when you think about it, um, it was 15 days of competition, and they kept us going from 8 a.m. to sometimes 10 p.m. at night. So. Oh. It, it was funny because just recently Mrs. Washington posted an article, I guess in the Washington Post, I don't know the name of her newspaper, but they had her in the sports division. And I go, you know what? That is so perfect because if you if you think about it, pageantry is a sport. We just did a triathlon in 15 <laughs> days. We did evening gown, swimsuit, and interview. <laughs> so um, my experience was awesome. I met some beautiful women. They were just completely beautiful inside and out and even now with being part of the mrs america family they are just spectacular Mm. they are just awesome so um yes it's been a wonderful year (laughs) thus far i still have a lot more to go yeah what are some of your duties as mrs america i mean is it is it just toward your platform or do you have duties outside of your platform as well well, the Marmels are actually focusing more on my platform. Um, hmm. The Mrs. America, they do represent MENC, which is the music organization that, um, you know, is funded through all the school systems. Um, but for me, primarily, they're embracing my platform and um, doing whatever they can to, to work with the Foundation Fighting Blindness. And we're coming up with a lot of wonderful things coming up. I'll be traveling coming up soon. I don't have the agenda as of right now. But um, whoever is crowned, um, whatever you're passionate about, if you share that with them, they're right there to back you up 100%. Hmm. That's really really great. So you have an even um, greater platform now to share your story um, with, with America as Mrs. America. Because um, yes. I actually I heard your radio interview the day after you uh, you were crowned, and I, I guess you were still in West Virginia at the time, um, or, or where the pageant took place. And um, I was like, wow, you know, you're you're just like diving in and, and ready to ready to speak your speak your mind about your uh, your cause. Oh yeah, I was ready to stomp the ground even when I got there. So I've been ready. I've been ready for a very long time, and I think the the preparation of starting the Foundation Fighting Blindness in Tampa and working it for three years and helping my sister and helping others and just being a big family. Um, And then when I found out about my kids, you know, nothing was going to stop me. Um, And I I have a wish list as Mrs. America this year, and I really, truly hope to get on some national television as the Today Show or... Um, Ellen DeGeneres, or something just to share my story. Um, Absolutely, that would be an ultimate. That would be an ultimate goal to hit the national audience. So, um, I'm working on that. <laughs> yeah, well, that that's very important. I mean, I think what your story is is one of the most important that I've heard that needs to be told. Um, well, thank so you. So I, I wish you the best of luck with that. Um, thank you. So. Um, I think we went, we I went over some of the questions that you had had. Um, 
prepared, you know, some of the things you wanted to talk about. And I guess there's only one question left, which is kind of a fun question. It's what's your favorite part of competing in pageants? Besides getting the crown put on your head, which is the ultimate part of being competing in pageants. (laughs) (laughs) That is the ultimate. I will be honest, out of, I think I've, added up in my head. I was trying to count the other day. How many pageants have I been in from the age of 19? And it's about nine, maybe ten. And I'll be honest, interview was my scariest part of the competition. I dreaded it. I've always been such a shy person, and when I tell people that, oh, I'm really shy, they'll look at me, oh, yeah, yeah, right. I'm like, no, really. And you can ask some of the girls there, um, from Mrs. America, I'm outgoing and talkative, but I do have a quieter side to me. And uh, but you hand me a microphone and a stage, then <laughs> I'm a different person. But I was just always so terrified of of the interview portion, and being involved with the foundation and having to be put up front in front of people and having to speak and say my story just completely prepared me so now when I go to compete when I went to Mrs. America my favorite part of the competition was interview because I wanted to tell my story I wanted to let them know who April was and what she was all about and and that I wasn't here for all the glitz and glamour and just being beautiful on the outside because beauty really starts from the inside and generates on the out so interview is my favorite part and I would say the least favorite was probably <laughs> swimsuit. Um, I'm 42, and, you know, I was competing against 20-year-olds, and there were some fantastic bodies there. And that was a really hard struggle for me because it took me a good three, four months just to, like, drop some pounds. And I had to go on some, you know, strict dieting, you know, the protein, a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruit. And I love bread. You know, if you're from Tampa, yes. Cuban bread. <laughs> we like I love bread our, Oh, yeah, we love our Cuban bread. So when I had to lay off the Cuban bread and, you know, that was tough. But it paid off because everyone was like, oh, yeah, you look great in your swimsuit. And I'm like, well, too bad. We, we didn't have to turn around too much. So, <laughs> But, yeah, I worked really hard on my figure. But, yes, interviews to me was just the best overall. Yeah, well, I can I can see why you're you're very well spoken, and I'm sure you know you've, you've had a lot of practice in the past three years with your with uh, the foundation and everything. So um, yeah, it yeah. was a lot of practice, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, do you have any advice for anyone competing in a pageant, whether it be Miss Florida USA or Miss Mrs. America or Mrs. Florida America or or any any pageant where a, a real platform would would be of benefit? I would, my advice to anyone that's competing, because I've been there when I competed just to do it for fun, and you should go and have fun with it. With anything you do in life, you should, you know, absolutely have fun. But whatever you're passionate about, um, you know, really put that forth. If you're passionate about your diabetes, maybe you have a relative that has diabetes, or someone in your family had a stroke, uh, whatever it may be. It's just a perfect opportunity to get the word out because there's so many other great causes out there that really need attention and focus. So if you can go there, you know, wanting to have fun, put that, you know, in your pool, um, but, you know, go with something passionate because I think if you come across with this big open heart and that you really want to help others, 
it really transgresses to the judges, and they really see, okay, this girl is really going to do something worthy with the with the crown, and that's what it is. You want to crown someone that's going to just really work it. So um, that would be my advice. You know, come across passionate about whatever it may be, and then absolutely have fun because it is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Okay, absolutely. That sounds sounds like good advice. I'm sure there are a lot of um, pageant pageant hopefuls listening, uh, wanting to know what uh, what Mrs. America could could tell them about <laughs> about competing. But it it sounds like your your competing came from your heart, and there's no there's no competing with that. Absolutely. Right. No- and, and you know what? You just gave them. You just gave them a perfect advice as well. You got to compete with your heart, and you really got to open your heart so they can really see who you are. And that's hard. It's really hard sometimes to put yourself out there and let someone see who you really are. Sometimes people put up a wall, and I know I surely did in the past. Um, but yeah, if you open your heart, they they see who you are, and um, makes a huge difference. Absolutely. Well, well, thank you so much, April. Is there anything that you would like to to close with? It just sort of a like a summation. I'm sorry, I'm a lawyer. We call, we call it a <laughs> summation or a closing argument. <laughs> yes, I would. I really would. Um, this is our fourth vision walk that we're doing, and like I said, my sister and I co-chaired our very first one, and we've been part of every vision walk up until this time. But this year, because of Mrs. America, I am the chair for our fourth annual Vision Walk. And, you know, if anyone out there really wants to come forth and and help out the Foundation Fighting Blindness and, you know, the visually impaired is in such desperate need for so much funding for research so we can find cures because um, the visually impaired costs the American public $70 million a year. Um, so if, if we can put put forth efforts and, and help change that, um, you know, you'll be making so many people happy. You'll be, you know, just helping the American public. So if anyone wants to come forth and help me out this year, I would be so grateful. Our vision walk is scheduled for November 19th, 2011, and it's at the Al Lopez Park here in Tampa and registration starts at 9 a.m. But we're going to have a kickoff party September 24th. So if anyone wants to get involved and learn more how they can create a team or get involved in any other way, I would just be completely happy. So in closing, as Mrs. America, as you can see, as a passionate mom for children that are visually impaired and having my sister and myself affected, um, that's my whole purpose. So anyone that wants to get involved, you know, feel free to Facebook me, and uh, we can go from there. So thank you so much for the opportunity. Oh, absolutely, April. I really appreciate your time today and coming on my show, and uh, you've really opened up a lot of eyes, including my own, and no pun intended. But I, I truly um, help, I want to help you and support you in your in your mission to um, to cure RP. Eventually, and uh, there are a lot of great things that are happening in our lifetime, and uh, I think that uh, you might just get the, you might just get your prayers answered, and I, I really well, hope you, you do. I really hope, well, and I big... pray. Yeah, I was just well, say, I really being... hope and pray that you do. Well, thank you, and and being on your show, people like you that invite me to, you know open up my story on air, um, I thank you so much. I mean, it's people like you that are helping me pave the way. So thank you so much, Beth. I really appreciate it. 
Absolutely, April. And I guess with that, I will close the show. Uh, thanks so much, April. Uh, now it's time to get back to your busy multitasking life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I got to go home and start cooking dinner. So. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I, I thank you so much. And good luck with your reign as Mrs. America. I know you're going to, to make America proud. So congratulations again on, on your on your winning the title. Thank you, sweetie. I appreciate it. And good luck with your Ph.D. (laughs) Thanks. uh, I'll need it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right, sweetie. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Well, this is Beth Tankle Anderson with the Success Design, and I am now signing off to today's guest. Remember, it was April LaFreyu, who is Mrs. America. So um, her uh, Facebook her. Go to my page. Find her name. Facebook her if you're interested in helping out with the uh, with the the vision walk or anything else that she's involved with. So, again, this is Beth Shankle-Anderson signing off.